That was Jekyll and Hyde by Bishop Briggs. You're listening to Tune FM here on 106.9, the home of Student Powered Radio here at UNE. Myself and Kim are in the studio at the moment. We are lucky enough to be joined by Dr. Ingrid Harrington, who is a senior lecturer in the education and psychology team and a member of the inclusive education and psychology team specialising in classroom behaviour management. Uh, Dr. Harrington, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. Thanks for having me. So um, just, I guess, the first question we'd like to know, just sort of explain to our listeners, what exactly do you teach here at UNE? What is your area? of expertise? Okay, so um, I have the classroom behaviour management unit. So in an education degree, uh, everybody has to do my unit because, you know, it's all great to train to be teachers, but if you, and and we have teachers or students who are really good at English or maths or science and, you know, that's their chosen speciality. Yet, if you can't control the classroom, it doesn't matter what you are good at because the students won't be engaging. So um, my main area is the classroom behaviour management. I do a little bit of inclusive ed, not a lot, and used to do a little bit of ed psychology. So, yeah. Wow. Hmm. It's so, I guess, um, being able to teach a core unit would mean you would essentially see everybody in the university that is doing an education degree. Absolutely. And, I mean, times have changed maybe. I mean, I've been here nearly 18 years, so... Uh, what I used to see was like an on-campus cohort, a huge cohort, and I would just have lecture and heaps of you know uh, face-to-face tutorials. But now that's changed, and 93% of our units uh, in education are are online. So I really miss that interaction. Uh, but uh, everybody who is doing an education degree will will have. Uh, the pleasure of my teaching at some stage. That's wonderful. A nice <laughs> way of putting it too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's one thing your students in your units can do to get a better grade? Would you say? Uh, well, the thing is, and I think this is not just in my unit; it's in in all units. If you're going to say it, back it up. You know, uh, and this is perhaps one of the things that I talk about in my units as to pr- uh, pr- prospective teachers is that. In the nicest possible way, no one really cares what you think. What We want to know what you know. Yeah, okay. You know, and so uh, in your assessments, it doesn't matter what it is, uh, you'll be asked to, you know, explain something, whatever it may be. Say it, put it out there, back it up with either anecdotal evidence or always go to the literature because we're out of school now. We're now in university. You need to really go to Dixon. The people there are just amazing and they'll help you. Um, get your head around this APA referencing business and um, back things up with references is the best thing. The more references, so for example, you've got a unit, uh, sorry, an assessment task, an essay, say, and I look at the reference list and if there's five as opposed to 25, which one's going to get the the Mm. more marks? And the other little tip I'll give you students is that, uh, and I'm not sure if other academics do this, but this is something that your students could actually get used to, is when you're starting to write an essay and then you chuck in a, a reference, that's great, but then immediately go and add it to the reference list at the end. Because what I do is when I start reading and as soon as I come across a reference, I stop, I go to the reference list. If it's there, fabulous. If it's not, I'm not actually obliged to read the rest. So that's okay. one way to cross-check that if you're going to use... 20 references, make sure you list them at the back. Wow. It's okay. actually quite helpful. I think yeah, I've absolutely. remembered a few times that I put it in the essay itself but forgot to put it in the Exactly. In the list. And I mean, yeah, some people won't 
bother cross-checking that. Um, okay. I I do because I I really push the, you know, if you're going to say it, back it up thing. And um, uh, another thing, another tip for students is when they're trying to get resources on subjects, is go to get, find a, a recent journal article, and have a look at their reference list, and you've got instantly sixty references in the same area. Uh, from journals, so that's because one of the one of the complaints that students um, have is, oh, I couldn't find many, you know, m many references or lots of information about this. A journal article have will have the latest up to date stuff, and save you heaps of time. Yes, I should yeah. imagine it would do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a very handy tip for yeah, uh, perspective. No, no, no. I do this. No, absolutely. <laughs> the more the no, better. It's, like, it's, oh, okay. it's fascinating. I think I learned a little something yes, today. Yes, so did I. Yeah. Um, so, I, uh, yeah, th uh, thank you. And, uh, no any prospective educational students, there you go. You've got a leg up already just from <laughs> well, anyone starting this trimester. There you go. There's a key tip for, well, I guess. for all students, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. So, I guess, um, as, given that your area of uh, teaching is obviously a, a a unit and a topic that some people may not have heard of before, uh, especially considering what the subject matter is, yeah. working with learning difficulties in the classroom and how to control, obviously, a classroom. Do you know of any misnomers, things that everybody thinks about what you teach that is completely factually incorrect? Um, I, was, I was thinking that the, the, the main problem I have is not, uh, when, I'm, when I'm teaching students on how to be teachers, is trying to get into their heads and get them to understand that the students aren't the problem. They are the problem. Mm. And, you know, we do this. And everybody who's been at school has either witnessed or um, had had firsthand where um, something's happened and the teacher's starting to throw bricks at you and they start to pay out on the student. And it's like, hang on a minute, if... If you're the teacher and you're at the front of your class and you're telling them how to, I don't know, skin rats or whatever it may be, and you go this, 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 what's the first thing the students do? They look at each other and go, what are we doing? Mm. Yeah. And that's not their fault. That's the teacher's fault. And I'm a little bit unpopular with um, perhaps some colleagues and uh, uh, teachers in that um, I make it very clear that if the class isn't going the way you want it to go, if kids are mucking up, if they're not listening, that's actually your fault. It's got nothing to do with the student. So, you know, teachers perhaps need to just settle down and have a look and go, what did I miss? What, you know, how, how come they didn't listen? Did I, did I talk too much? Didn't I have enough visual scaffolds? And that's what makes a good teacher. Uh, because they're actually, if they want to fess up, they're actually a student as well because they are continuing to learn. And it's when they stop learning and say, right, my way or the highway, that's when you're going to get trouble and that's where you're going to get the teacher who says, it's your fault, you've got detention, blah, blah, blah. That's just not, that's not the way to go. So from the way I like to teach is to have teachers understand that they are forever students and they're the, they're the ones responsible. They're the ones with the life experience and the four-year degree and all the smarts. You work it out. I think, to be honest, I think you're paying yeah, on the money personally. Like, I completely well, agree I'm with you. There. And, and, and that's the same here uh, as far as um, academics and how they, view, how they should view students. You know, it doesn't matter what letters you've got against your name. At the end of the day, we're here to help. And if a student has missed the mark on an assessment, 
that's not that that's our fault that's not the students fault so yeah um, yeah, maybe on a bit of an island there, but I don't know. No, I think no, that's, a, that's okay. I, I agree personally. I think yeah. that's a I think that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. And because I think too many times, and and we do it in so many different ways, where we are so familiar with a topic that we actually just assume people get it and know it, and, and yeah. they don't. Yeah. And uh, I think perhaps in academia sometimes that happens. Yeah. Okay. I see where you're coming from there. Yeah. Um, what would you say you're passionate about at the moment? Could be your own research or something else? Well, um, so I teach across all four years of the um, uh, combined the, well, the well, combined degrees and the bachelor degrees and the masters of uh, education. And I have a first year unit and I'm, I get a bit worried that um, students are sort of they come here and they're left a little bit high and dry and some of them just 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 need a bit of help as far as navigating this Moodle site that, trust me, gets me every time, <laughs> um, let alone someone who's brand new to it. So um, I've recently been given charge of a new project and it's going to start at the School of Education this year and it's all about uh, improving the first year student experience. Wonderful. Wow. And so what what I'd like to do is to perhaps shake up a little a few academics and uh, get get more of the real person in them out front and center rather than sort of them not hiding but traditionally the way you speak to academics is via email, maybe phone, but I, I'd like to see um, more uh, little Kaltura clips of, hi, this is me and this is my dog and this is what we do and, uh, you know, just show the more real person side of things. I think you'd certainly get a lot more engagement if lecturers were posting videos of their dogs or cats. That would yeah. be something that would be, I'd certainly be more, I'd be more, I'd be more invested straight off the bat. I, I've, yeah. got to, I've got to confess that um, I run a, um, a series of podcasts and they're called Hot Pods and they just sort of cut the crap five, ten-minute discussions where I talk about what it's really like in schools. Mm. And I do that uh, usually at home because at, at work it's just too noisy. And my two admin assistants, which are my two pugs, uh, <laughs> sit on the couch with me whilst I've got my laptop sorted out. And, of course, pugs snore really badly. Yes, they do. And, uh, <laughs> in some of my uh, podcasts, they sort of – they make – they, they – they, enter the podcast with this incredible <laughs> snore oh. and I get, I get really good feedback from students going I, I just wanted to listen to the next podcast to see if there was a pug in it I was about to say uh, now, yeah. that, now that you've said that any of your perspective any of your students that may be, teach, uh, that may be studying your units this trimester yeah. will now be bugging you every lecture asking you to, be, to yeah. bring in either your pugs pug. or photos of the, or photos I know, of the pugs I know I've got them uh, and uh, the, they will feature further but yeah it's that sort of I'm, I'm just a normal person mm. and and I think for a lot of first-year students, they're, they're really – some of them are quite intimidated by the whole, oh, my God, you know, what's – you know, this whole university experience. Absolutely. And I think there's lots of um, myths and um, just just inaccuracies about, you know, working with unit coordinators, you know. I remember – yeah, I remember I was quite uh, – it was quite overwhelming in the first few weeks oh, when I first is. came here. It yeah, is. And it can be quite – 
it can be quite a uh, intimidating moment, especially in the first few weeks of a new student's university career, especially oh, yeah. if they do have the impression that their lecturers and unit coordinators are just they're just yeah and essentially you, robots and you don't know what you don't know to ask mm. and that's the other yeah. thing so it, it and you don't want to look like a bit of a goose and so people then won't ask questions on Moodle and so what what I'm passionate about is to improve um, students experiencing success in their first years and that means that unit coordinators are accessible everybody will be the, the more human side of unit coordinators, like we're just normal people, that's what I'm going to try and bring out. Amazing. So yeah, yeah, I think that's so cool. I do too. To I think like it, I think it's a really that. good I think innovation. Almost every like degree might need something like that. Well, the program that's been uh, trialled um, has gone to the uh, VC, who is very keen. Awesome. And she's going to be looking at the results, and if it is good and it works then this program will be rolled out to other schools awesome. but let's see what happens i was gonna say yeah. fingers crossed yeah, yeah yeah i guess um all this talk obviously of what it's like um as a new student coming into university but thinking back to when you were first a student i guess in a university scenario what were you shall we say um not so good at as a student compared to i guess what most people might be a little bit more successful at when starting out um i suppose uh like I, I wouldn't call myself academically minded, you okay. know. My my year 12 results were average type thing, you know. What did I struggle with? I, f I found just not having a bigger picture roadmap to say, like, I'm here, this is what I need to do. Referencing's a pain in the neck, but it's a new language that you've got to learn. And it can be as exciting as chewing cardboard. I get yes. that. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, well said. The, you know, well, yeah. it is, but it, it's part of the way things are done here. Um, I think uh, what I would advise students is there are so many policies out there designed to, to help you. Mm. There are absolute stacks of them. Um, and where do you find out what policies they are? You can, you know, try try and look on the web or um, have a chat to your course coordinator. Yes, that's now, a biggie. Now, there are so many students who, like life gets in the way for everyone um, and it always astounds me there's this pocket of students who pride themselves on never asking for an extension. And I, yeah. and I don't get that because... Uh, you really that there those policies are there to help you if you're struggling ask for an extension like in today's you know uh, with all everything that we we do today ask for an extension Absolutely. apply for a special extension of time um, talk to your unit coordinator and that's something that I wish I would have, was sort of given permission to do, but it was never really spoken about when I went yeah. to, you know, I was sort of like, oh my God, yeah. rabbit in spotlight type thing. Yeah. Uh, but these days, I think as academics, we're a lot we're a lot more laid back. I'd like to think we're a lot more laid back. <laughs> Certainly the academics I'm going to work with are going to be a lot more laid back. <laughs> yes. um, and you just, you just email them and say, I'm, I need help. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know if I answered that question, but... <laughs> Anyway. That's all right. No, that's okay. In a, in a roundabout way. Sort of, yeah. yeah. I guess um, moving on a little bit, um, yeah. given that obviously, I guess, uh, you are obviously 
a you have completed a PhD. Yeah. So um, for again students that might be a little bit more interested, um, what exactly what area of research was your PhD in? Uh, PhD in sorry, and what sort of drew you to that particular topic? Okay, um, it's funny you know when you don't look for things they find you. Mm. You know, I know so many people who bust their bits trying desperately to get into certain places and it's when they stop it actually comes to them. So I had uh, just come out of the prison system. Uh, I had keys, don't worry. I was <laughs> on the outside. Yeah. Okay. Just so quickly yeah. we'll specify that right <laughs> off the bat. Just make that clear, yeah. And uh, so I was working in Canberra and I had, so I had, uh, I was working with street kids and uh uh, kids in juvenile justice. So I had um, institutional experience, but I also had community experience. And so um, in University of Canberra asked me to give lectures to their, to their uh, school of education, to their teachers, okay? And um, anyway, so I was there and I got an email and it was just like, oh, look, we're looking for someone. It's a PhD scholarship. It's, right, it's being offered by Education Queensland. Back then, back in the 1990s, well, it's been a bit of a problem, um, boys leave school early. They leave at uh, school at year 10 because it's like, nah, I've got a job with Uncle Bob and it's all going to be fine. The problem is they never last mm. and then they find that they can't get back into this, the system. So James Cook University, Townsville and Education Queensland uh, put together a program and I was their PhD student and so I then went to three different... Uh, locations, sort of provincial, uh, remote and uh, rural, and looked at uh, the reasons why boys left school early. Fascinating. And uh, it was interesting because in Mount Isa there was not one male hairdresser mm. and up in Mossman there was, everything was like, it was really that girls' work and boys' work of course. type stuff. So, uh, and my findings... Um, uh, influenced the policy that that is operating today on how boys are educated in Queensland. Wow! Uh, to keep them retained in school. Goodness me! So um, I actually didn't give a rat's about boys in school. To be honest, I was more interested <laughs> in the juvenile justice area because I just come from there. Yeah. But the opportunity came up. I put my application in, and I got through. So th I think that's another thing. Don't ever short change yourself. And if you if something comes your way, just go for it. And you never know what what what, what will happen. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. I think that's a very good, um, a very good, I guess, piece of advice that a lot of students, and not even students necessarily, but you know, potential future students or students to come, Absolutely, or students yeah. that are considering attending university, could keep in mind. Because I think it's, d I, I guess, the mentality I've always followed is don't, um, don't enroll in a degree because you think it's going to be, you know, glitz, glamour, and lead to yeah. a, oh, yeah. a specific yeah. outcome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I guess now that we've sort of spoken a little bit about um, you from an educational point of view and from a professional point of view, um, just I guess we've got a few, we've got a few quick fire questions that are a little bit more lighthearted, just yeah, to sort yeah, of sure. again explore that personal side of okay. of, a, of a lecture. So don't worry, it's nothing too intense. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so um, we're going to start with what is your favourite song? My favourite song is "Brown Eyed Girl" by Van Morrison. Very good. I That's love a good it. answer. That's I a very good answer. Love it. Um, it just makes me smile, and Van Morrison's just a classic. But I'm probably showing my age there. A lot, <laughs> that's of, right. a lot of your listeners are going, "Who?" <laughs> well, that's right. I'm only 21, and my main genre is 80s music. So yeah, there you fine. go. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's um, he's my favourite. Awesome. 
Um, next one, of course, another little light-hearted one for you. If you had a chance, if you had the chance to go to Mars, would you? Absolutely. Again, another very good answer. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you? Because it's it's about putting yourself out there and just seeing what happens. Mm. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, you're never going to be able to come back, so well, it's an entirely new experience. That's okay. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say I wouldn't entirely be against that either. <laughs> Um, so again, just moving on, um, a little, uh, I guess, random question for yep. you. What is your favourite time of day? I'm a morning person. I'm up okay. at five, go to Sport UNE, Fair. Uh, six to seven, and just get on with the day. It's quiet. It's fantastic. I've always been like that. Awesome. I, I die in the butt at eight o'clock, though. I'm like, my God. I was going to say, yeah. like, I collapse, <laughs> gone. gone. I'm hopeless, yeah. So, No. And what are you listening to at the moment? Not necessarily music. Do you have any particular, I guess, podcasts or audiobooks that you're really, really getting into at present? Um, I think, and this is part of my, in a previous life, my whole criminology interest. Um, So I listen to Case File podcast. Oh, yeah, very good. I like that. um, (laughs) I just finished the uh, Azaria Chamberlain one. Wow. And and that went for, that was a really long one. That was about two hours. But... And you think it's the stuff that you everyone knows the case, but then you actually listen to all you know the research that they come out with in the podcast, and you think, well, I didn't know that, and I didn't know that, and I didn't know that, and I didn't yeah. know yes. that, because the media, of course, just get, tells you anything to sell papers. Yeah. Um, but I'm an avid uh, uh, listener of that, and marvellous and Australia True Crime is another one with Michelle Laurie that's also a really yeah, good, one. good one I was going to say I was about to ask my next question was going to be what do you nerd out on but I think you might have just answered that for all us all of that yeah. <laughs> all of that <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely <laughs> yeah. and I guess the um, just to sort of uh, round things up a little yep. bit more um, uh, this is maybe for students that want to learn a bit more about you where can people find you on social media do you have a social media presence uh, yeah I'm on Facebook awesome um, and another thing in the units uh, hopefully the first year units there'll be Facebook sites yeah, and so because I think awesome. that's that's the way that's the way things are now, and mm. I think it's great. I don't care how you talk as long as you talk. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. Know? Whatever and the medium is, as long as yeah, it's getting out there. Absolutely, yeah. So, and I guess one more question, just to sort of uh, wrap things up to the, again to the topic of university. What's the one thing you wish you knew when you started out as a university student? Um, I just, uh, I wish I knew all of the supports that were there for me. Um, and I didn't and Mm. so I struggled and I found it really hard and uh, you know I I think I I wish someone would have told me it was okay to start building up a relationship with a unit coordinator yeah Um, and I didn't and so I wish so for all of your students they're just normal people pester the crap out of them go and ask them on email or phone just they're there to help you ask them to send them pictures of pugs Um, yes please (laughs) um, again I just want to give another huge thank you um, doctor for coming in and speaking with us hopefully um, again students from all across the university but particularly education students will I guess feel a bit more at ease with um, studying the core unit that they will come across when they meet you face to face for sure so again I'm a huge thank you um, to any education student this will be um, I guess podcasted so if you do want to go back and listen to it um, feel free to and we're going to play you out with uh, Van Morrison's Brown Eyed Girl here on Tune FM 106.9 the home of student powered radio Uh, myself and Kim will be back in a little while with another wonderful lecturer until then please enjoy Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison this has been Dr Ingrid on Tune FM